0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Eldvine's Growing Pains. I'm so excited to be back and once again rehashing all the awkwardness of adolescence. <laughs> We're kicking off season two with a very, very special guest. I'm here with fellow singer, songwriter, and friend of mine, Uzo, or as you know, probably him as Emily K. He's honestly one of the most talented songwriters of our generation. He's written for her, Zara Larson, Dua Lipa, Beyonce. I mean, Jesus Christ, man.
1: Stop. Black <laughs> um, people don't blush.
0: Okay. <laughs> and you also released your debut album in 2018 language, which is full to the brim of bangers and, might I add, the maddest ad-libs of all time. You're ah, literally the ad-lib king. Thank you, darling. Unbelievable. It's like the best party trick It <laughs> is a very good party trick.
1: I found, like, especially ad-libbing with several vowels involved. My <laughs> I feel favorite. like you
0: have an ad-lib for every emotion as well.
1: I do. <laughs> like, I know. I do. <laughs> Every I think,
0: scenario. <laughs> I, honestly,
1: I feel like if I wasn't if I wasn't doing just singing and songwriting and producing as like my bread and butter, like I would just be an ad lib consultant. I want to see it. it. I, thank you. I'll give it my best.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'll tell you what this is all about. So, basically, as you know, I'm a singer songwriter. My main inspiration when it comes to my songwriting is my experiences navigating through adolescence. So I decided it would be a cool idea to invite friends, family, and just generally cool people to the recording studio and chat about their own coming of age experiences. So to Sorry. B- So, to break the <laughs> ice, I asked guests to bring an awkward photo of themselves from the teenage years. Yeah. So I'm very excited to see what you've got. All right. For me.
1: Okay. So this picture.
0: Oh my god! You're this is the cutest photo ever.
1: The, that was me at 17. seventeen.
0: You're so smiley. Well, you know
1: what it was. I think that was like the, one of the only pictures I had at the time of me like smiling, because I, I I remember Aww, around that. Sad. Not that I was putting on sad faces at all. It was more like you know how you are when you're a kid and you take photos and you you feel uncomfortable and you say, "Oh, like I'm just." I'm gonna look awkward. I'm gonna make a funny face. Yeah. Like, you know, I, that was very my oh, bag no. at the time. Oh. But like, yeah, I look back at this. I know exactly where I was, what I was doing.
0: Where were you? What were you doing? I that was, was in
1: a place in Shoreditch that used to be called Electricity Showrooms. And I was with the Rudimental Boys. Love it. And they were like taking me out to my little first pieces of nightlife.
0: Oh, how, and, wait, how old are you? I
1: was 17
0: naughty naughty rude on oh, boys <laughs> i was like
1: i was six foot forever so I, it, it wasn't you like a thing of like first. i was gonna get in it was fine. Oh, all fine don't worry that-
0: i'm from newcastle i was going <laughs> clubbing at 14 Fucking Jordy show, aye, aye. <laughs>
1: but i was like I, for me i was actually quite like a late bloomer though
0: yeah
1: i was like you know there's a lot of people like, like kids i went to school with who you know were partying and drinking and yeah. smoking and doing all that stuff but like
0: well, you were if, in the music industry from really young, so...
1: Yeah, that's true. But mm-hmm. yeah, I just didn't... I never... I dabbled in all that stuff a lot later.
0: Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I guess it's good. <laughs> we, love, we love being of age. <laughs> yeah, being
1: of age and not, not growing up too fast. Yeah. Like, I call it late oh. blooming. It's just... No,
0: I was pace. the same. I didn't like... I was never into partying that much. I think because in Newcastle, we did it too early, maybe. Because like, same mm. to you. Like, you exposed to it so young. You're just like this this isn't interesting to me anymore. Yeah. Just hide in my room. and. Isn't that sounds. weird? My thing wasn't even that.
1: Because like, I I, I had friends who would, I don't think there was much in the way of like nightlife for like kids like me in, because in, I grew up in Southeast London. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there was many places I could do that kind of thing right. or rebel or like mean. whatever. Like there were That's kids, there were kids I went to school with who were like, during maths they'll be there like blazing, like and no come back. Way. Yes, be there blazing and they, my... and they come into the class like cracking up <laughs> and like the teacher would just be screaming <laughs> in their face and being like, Who do you
0: think you are? Like so making
1: funny. all the disruption. And they're there just like <laughs> <laughs> just red eyed. <laughs> so. so
0: funny. No, I never did I was such a goody two shoes. I never did anything like that. <laughs> um who was the person in that photo? Like if you had to describe that person, who Who is obviously it's you, but yeah, no,
1: you know what? That's a good question because I look at this and I'm seeing myself. I have this cardigan on. I have. I
0: love the cardigan.
1: I have this fleece that I got for my eleventh birthday (laughs) under the said cardigan, and I have a backpack on because I just wanted to carry my laptop with me everywhere I went.
0: oh Um, just in case you had to show someone the demos.
1: I'm saying so, (laughs) like it was. I. I look at that person and I see, like, I see someone who had so much they didn't know. Especially, like, with who I was and what I, where I was trying to go as far as like, my career goes and just me as a person. I had no clue what anything was. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I see someone who's very, who's on their way, yeah. definitely trying to figure it out.
0: Yeah, why, why should you have had it figured out, you know? No. I definitely didn't have it figured out at that age. So did you enjoy school then? You went, you went blazing up at the back of the classroom. But did you feel like did you fit in in school? And um, hmm, <laughs>
1: I wasn't blazing up at school, <laughs> but I guess like with the with the school thing, it was weird because I I had friends in school. It wasn't yeah. like I was a loner in school per se. But I never had like you know the solid friend group circle that yeah. everyone has, where they have like, okay, I'm with these people because mm. these people represent who I am. Right, and so. I was still figuring that out, and I was very able. The same way that I'm with my job, able to go into different things and jump in different circles and be really friendly with them, cool. without necessarily them being
0: like. Did you like that, or did you like feel like you needed like? I because I find that sometimes if I like jumped from from circle to circle, I still kind of needed like I don't know. I felt like I never had like a one best yeah, friend yeah, growing yeah.
1: up. But you want you want to belong somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I really appreciate. The bits of familiarity that I have now, as far as, like, the friends I've kept over the years. Yeah. And, you know, I have long-standing friends that have gone into me now being an adult and we've grown together. Yeah. And I just haven't been able to, I guess, like, back then it was, yeah, I was cool with everyone. Mm-hmm. And as far as, like, popular, I was popular because I sang. Everyone knew that my thing was music. It was yeah. So they were like, oh like, Uzo, he's really? the kid who sings.
0: When did you get into music then? When did you know that that's what you wanted to
1: when did I get into music? So I I was making music as a kid because I was like, I love music. I want to know how to make it. And my dad got me like this thing called Dance EJ. What's and like, that? it's this thing where it cu- it's like has loads of loops.
0: Okay. So it's and like a beat machine. Like a beat thing. machine, like yeah. a
1: beat uh, making like software. Oh, cool. So I was like really young and I got interested in that. And then, you know, I would make music and I'd record and I'd always write songs and stuff. And then I put some stuff up on MySpace when I was 14. Wow,
0: MySpace. Yes. Throwback.
1: Throwback. <laughs> and this is the weird thing. Everyone says that now Yeah. about MySpace. But it, it doesn't fall that long ago. But I put it up and I that's how I kind of got into industry. People found it and I got discovered. That's and, sick. And funnily enough, this very building was the building I signed my first publishing Really?
0: Job. Oh, yeah. wow. So
1: when this was EMI Publishing, this was the building I signed it when I was 14.
0: How does it feel to be here today then? I guess I you sh- probably come here quite a bit. I don't,
1: you know. Oh, really? I don't really, I don't come to these label like yeah. situations much. Sorry for making I, you. go. No, it's fine. <laughs> it's absolutely fine. Like I keep myself to myself whenever, <laughs> unless I've got music. But um, yeah, it's funny because it's been a long time. It's been 11 years since it happened. Yeah. So.
0: That's cool. What are you most nostalgic about around that time? Like what? I don't know. Do you feel nostalgic right now being in this building? Or?
1: I feel nostalgic. And also, like, I guess, like looking at pictures, like of what yeah. I was showing you, because it was at a time, right, where one, the industry was so different and really? it was literally just about, you know, the way people sold music was different and like released mm-hmm. it and all that stuff. It, it went. It was in a different place. Mm-hmm. But then on top of that, I remember like how I was making music and how... Um, I guess like there was no inhibitions. You know, like okay. I was like I was with um I was with Becky yesterday. Oh right, yeah. And we were just talking and like about our history working together. And I've worked for her for most of my career. And so like
0: she's like your best friend, right? One of
1: my nearest and dearest oh, friends. It's so
0: nice to have someone like that.
1: Truly and spiritually my white sister. But <laughs> um, you know, it's kinda like the there was something where it was just you didn't care. Mm. All you cared about was like making a great song, yeah, and and everything that else ha- that happened after wasn't really your business because you're just the creative, yeah. And so I missed, I do miss that, but then it's also just a part of growing up that you have to care about this stuff.
0: Yeah, totally. There's definitely like a naivety. Even like I only started like my musical journey properly like professionally like four years ago and like us and i even feel that little bit of like i miss like the early days of when i was like i had no idea what people wanted from mm. me so that i so i just made like you just make whatever the fuck you want and i like, just you, make
1: tunes and then like you know if you make a tune and you like it you just put it out but
0: yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you just put it
1: out on SoundCloud, yeah and the people decide and you're not like marred by sending mm. it to someone and then them thinking it's okay and yeah. then like not wanting to put it out so i don't know i think i do miss that sometimes but then i also know like it all of that has kind of helped i'm sure you feel the same make make me like a better yeah. creative as mm-hmm. far as like really like honing in on my craft
0: yeah totally what about like unrelated to music or something that you you look back on and you're like oh i missed that or like I don't know any feeling of Do that I,
1: anything that I miss as far as like my personal life when I was a teenager woo you know what I think that there's very little that I miss about being a teenager just because yeah. that I, there's so much I don't know that I didn't know then that I know now
0: Yeah.
1: as far as you know uh, my sexuality as far as uh, just knowing where I belonged and spending time with people who really got me and were yeah. gonna help me the same way I helped them
0: yeah well just accepting yourself isn't it like if I could yeah if I could go back and just like rid my like 13 year old self of all the shame that they had had then I, I wish I could but yeah you can't regret I mean, it yeah, you yeah. Can't you regret it, it, it makes you who you are now makes
1: you, who you are makes you want to progress and learn from yourself and also help other people
0: in those confusing years who who was the person that you went to for advice
1: there was a lot of confusion. I mean, like there were very few people I felt like I could talk to, mm. but you know, very soon after that photo, I showed you, I met a very amazing person actually. Um, he's an artist as well. Mm-hmm. And his name Leo Callian. Okay. And I met him out when I was 18 and I was like, okay, I just come out as gay. Mm-hmm. And I was really trying to like figure out, Everything that being gay was. What is the protocol? What am I? <laughs> what, what am? I, what am I supposed to be doing? And then suddenly, somehow, I just met him, and like, I moved in with him when I was twenty because, like, we became really good friends. But then, on top of that, I feel like it's been great to have someone I can talk. I I could talk to about all that stuff. Yeah, because
0: you still close now.
1: Oh, we still live together. Oh, like, no. he's one of my nearest. He's family to me. Oh, yeah. So, um. Second, he came became a part of my life. I finally found somewhere that I could go to, and really talk about anything. Yeah, and like really open up this side of myself I hadn't really seen yet.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he was there, and it's and it's great because like that is like he was meeting me as I was really figuring out who he I was. was. Yeah, so um, I'm thankful to have people around I can talk to in them situations, and like yeah. I could only hope that one day everyone finds their own, own. Oh. very gay godmother. Oh, <laughs> like I found mine with Leo. That's
0: Yeah. I feel like that. I look back at my, and I love my friends to death, but like my friends from school. But it's, it's weird. You don't notice those things at the time, but I, I remember when I first started hanging out with like other gay girls, and I was like, oh my God, like, I just realized I've never, like, talked to my friends about any of this stuff. Like, mm-hmm. even stuff like, this sounds so weird, but, like, going to the cinema and being, like, going to see some shitty fucking Nicholas Sparks film that I, like, don't care about right. these two people getting together. And it's like, why, why aren't we ever going to watch films about lesbians? Yeah. I don't know. I know, that's, But, like, just little things like that. And it's, like, when you find your, like, something as daft as that and you, like, find your people that, you know, are, yeah. Like you, you could say something
1: kids. like that, right? Yeah. And you can say it to like people you went to school with and it could literally just be like <gasps> jazz music stops. Like it doesn't like it doesn't it doesn't need to be all yeah. that like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's great to be amongst people who this isn't weird for them. They're just like, oh, like, well, this is it. This yeah. is I agree. Or
0: duh. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's nice to have that environment. Totally. Yeah, my friends at my friends at school weren't for water and blue is the warmest colour, but <laughs> hate to see it. Hate to see it. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, that's sweet. I'm glad you found, I'm glad you found Leo. Spank, you bit. very much. Leo. Check out
1: his music uh-huh. on Spotify.
0: And <laughs> <laughs> um, when was your first existential crisis?
1: I'm currently in the middle of that. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Really? Okay, no, still. you know what? I think it's like... I, I just turned 25, mm-hmm. so I've like... I'm now adulting. Yeah. Like, I've kind of coasted the past 10 years Yeah, relying on, oh, I'm young, and, oh, I'm just yeah. figuring it out, mm-hmm. and, like, you know, relax. But there's not really much room for that now. I Like, I just have to really um, step up to the plate as an adult in a lot of ways. Yeah. And uh, I'm happy to do that, of course. I mean, I can't go backwards, but then... It's a lot like growing up and really like approaching that and it knowing that you can't is. turn back time.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's true. I feel, yeah, there's just so much pressure to like, I don't know. I remember when I turned 21 and I was like, I think I had like a bit of an existential crisis there because I was like, I. I'm pretty sure I'm meant to have like it a bit more together than I do right now. <laughs> and then I woke up and I was like, I don't, I still have not got any of my shit together. Like, yeah. And, and then, you never do, that's the secret. You never
1: you do. You never is, do. You just gotta
0: go with the flow.
1: People swear that I have my shit together. Like, well, like, you
0: do. You definitely got a few shits together. I have a few. I've,
1: yeah, no, well, arguably, I have a few of my shits together. But. You know like it doesn't mean that everything is okay and that yeah. everything is like smooth sailing, yeah. like there are gonna be things where I'm still very much figuring it out. There may be someone's strength, maybe my weakness, and vice versa, yeah,
0: what was your most like embarrassing moment as a teen? Just... my
1: most embarrassing moment as a teenager was probably the time well I say embarrassing, but I was think it's dumb i I went on a lad's holiday when okay. I was eighteen. Like, um, and this was, like, the funny thing is if that, you
0: came out at this point?
1: I had, like, <laughs> I'd half come out. Okay. So, like, I was, like, oh, I'm bi. And so, obviously, people assume that the bi thing is just because you just want to put one foot in and one foot out. But I genuinely didn't know. I thought that, you yeah, know, I wasn't sure if I was still a- attracted to women or not.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, I was, like, cool, let's go on this lads holiday. Lads, lads, were, were lads. they all,
0: like... Just- Probably straight mm-hmm. lads.
1: Like straight lemon. guys. It was we all went and we were like lads, lads, lads. Fucking like you got our pot of noodle, we got our condoms. <laughs> we were like, let's go. Yes, we the were lads ready. Essentials, we were so ready. And so I went. And you know, they were just all so like ready to fuck. Like <laughs> anything. Like they were lowering their oh. standards in order to simply fuck, and I was like,
0: "Oh, oh. man, <laughs>
1: oh man!" I was like, "Damn, is what? I can't retweet this. So what? <laughs> so what does that say about me?" And at that point, like, it was weird because yeah, it was just a dumb move on my part. I won't even say embarrassing. It was just like I felt really dumb, yeah, being there because it was like one of those
0: you knew just, what you were getting yourself into. It was one was of like, those
1: misguided teenage decisions, yeah. Which is, in turn, embarrassing.
0: Okay, I mean, we've all been there. I mean, like bloody hell. Like, the amount of boys I've <laughs> made myself snog when Do I was, like... Do the listeners
1: know your embarrassing moment as a teenager?
0: Um, I would get embarrassed about, like, boys, like, not, uh, like, being not into you and stuff even though like I was like actually not even attracted to them I was just be like because it's just like what's attached to that like at my school is like you were you were popular by which boy you were getting with like that's what <laughs> no but like it's true I think with, yeah. that's what it is horrible like that's what I think like 15, 16 year old that's what a lot of girls like kind of like define themselves the by and it's like horrible even that so i was kind of like struggling with that like this boy that i would pretend to fancy when i was like in love with my best friend actually in reality of it so um that was i mean that was embarrassing i think like having feelings for a friend is like embarrassing because when you already like have this shame of your sexuality and then it's like for. i don't know i felt like creepy like i don't know anyway i've had that before though you know like and so i think that was pretty embarrassing and then but an actual moment um i performed first time i ever performed in front of everyone in sixth form i got like 40 seconds into the song and then like just froze and started crying oh <laughs> and no. ran off it was so and I was really fucking And that was like in front of the whole of sixth form well if it makes it any
1: better right i will say like there was a there was a time that i went on stage to sing a song as a teenager and i was here singing this song and i was like oh yeah you know let me drop into a little bit of choreo. Let me go. on my ne- And like, but then I like interpret the choreo because I think one of the lyrics in the song was like on my knees or something. So you got on your knees. I sure did. <laughs> and like, oh, I, I got on my knees and as I was a very, quite a heavy set kid, like I tried to rise from oh, my no, knees and yeah, I fell.
0: Oh, bless I, In front you of so. everyone and everyone
1: just burst out laughing like naturally. Oh. Shoot, I would. Yeah. If, I, if I saw someone fall over the way I did. Right on my back, it was like a thud.
0: It's awful, but you gotta put yourself through those things. I did that. I did that thing at sixth form, and I was like, I'm never fucking doing this again. I went home and cried <laughs> at my dad, and he was like, right. And my dad made me like uh, the next day go to this place called the Safe Cafe, go and open mic night, and he was like, you're doing it. Just get it over with. Otherwise, like the longer you leave it, the more you'll get in the fear about it. And if you actually want to do this, like, so yeah, he put me on the open mic night, and then like it was fine.
1: Dust yourself off and try exactly. it again.
0: Get back on the horse. Period. What would you say, like, which song perfectly embodies your whole coming of age?
1: So, you know, Black Box, Ride On Time.
0: Gotta get up. Yes. Yeah. Gotta get up. Yeah.
1: One of my favorite songs of all time, right? And this was like one of the first songs where I was like, oh, you know, this is dance music. Yeah. This is big vocals. And it's something that I remember listening to religiously, like, yeah. and it being a part of my bloodstream
0: yeah. from
1: when I got in the industry up until even now. That. Cause that's
0: what you were like known for, I guess it kind of. Uh, the dance uh, stuff. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, you know, I'm even like making that like, the next project I'm doing is a bit more dance inspired. Amazing. Cause oh, I'm, I'm like, I want to dance a bit more.
0: I love that.
1: Saves a bit of money in the gym. And <laughs>
0: the
1: point is, yeah. So, yeah, the Black Box Ride on Time I'll say is one song that definitely was That's like sick. and then it inspired like all the dancier stuff that I wrote after, you know, with Apple Mentioned and Gorgon City yeah. and like all that Amazing. stuff. Like I loved. So Yeah. Like,
0: legendary tracks, man. It's actually crazy.
1: More spanky, darling. Yeah.
0: I've said it before. I think mine's bedrock.
1: <laughs> bedrock
0: by Young Money. Yeah, yeah. I just like, like I just remember that was like the. I think that was like one of the first times like me and my friends heard about Nikki. and it was just like do so. You know good. Her of us. I, I, no, don't make me do that. Don't make me embarrassed. because that this will be that'll be my most embarrassing moment. <laughs> <laughs> right. What would you say to your younger self if you could tell them anything?
1: Christ, I would tell my younger self to stop being so afraid. I have so much like fear about loads of things, you know, that have held me back in life because I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh, I don't want to hurt myself or I don't want to like scar myself or, you know, I just don't ever want to take that chance because it just may be dangerous or I just might I may embarrass myself. I think I definitely withheld myself from trying a lot of things as a teenager as a result of being afraid of what people think of me or afraid of what I could do for my image or whatever. Even now, there's certain things that people be like, oh, like, chill, like, Mm. you know, no Mm -hmm. one cares. And they'll probably even tell me that back then as well. But it's like your own little demon. It's a personal
0: growth, right?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So I would say be less afraid and, like, actually just take a few more chances and not, not worry too much about what people think.
0: I love that that's a really that's a good one
1: I mean how about you
0: I would literally just tell them I would say I love you so much like I would just like give them the biggest hug and be like you're so much more loved than you think you are and like
1: mm. you know <laughs> what some of that seems so simple and so like oh whatever but actually it's extremely poignant
0: yeah cause definitely.
1: everyone needs that at some point in their yeah. life and we don't get enough
0: yeah and if you don't love yourself
1: how the hell are you gonna love, love somebody else
0: exactly I think we've got um, a voice recording from a fan sent in. They've got a little question.
1: Really? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. So
0: the question is from Guy. Hey, old Divine, What would you say has been your best personal growth?
1: My biggest personal growth... Well, I am 6'3". <laughs> there you go. Um, but I think it's just... For me, okay, for instance, so when I did... Um, and I know it's personal, but it, it does seep into professional because, as you know, like, personal will always seep into, like, what we make mm. for our music and stuff. And I know when I did my album a couple years ago, that was definitely something that I didn't think I could do several yeah. years ago. That's
0: huge. Yeah. That an album is... Thank you. A thing.
1: You know, I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, It was my first album. And also, like, I got to really you know do all the things that i was too scared to do or people told me i shouldn't do and it was great And i'm very proud of what i was able to do as far as like me at that point 22 23 like actually just really enjoying myself and and letting myself explore myself and um dress how i want to dress and it made me feel a lot happier you know
0: yeah i love that just so just becoming more yourself
1: goodness we need it yeah
0: thank you Gi, for that one safe Gee. <laughs> well thanks everyone for coming back and listening to the first episode of season two of growing pains and thank you so much emanique a thank for joining for having me you,
1: darling it was the best Always a pleasure having you
0: and yes yeah, stay tuned for more we'll have more very exciting guests joining us on future episodes so
1: stream peachy keen <laughs>
0: Warm people now, man. Come and on. that
1: too, I know. But like, that's my jam. We've moved on. I know.
0: <laughs> I'm El Divine, and you've been listening to El Divine's Grown Pains. Hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, follow me on Spotify or wherever you find your favourite shows to be updated on each new episode.